0: Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of The Lanes Podcast. Thank you for having another listen, guys. Just before we get into the show, just want to talk to you about our new sponsors that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products in lunchrooms, reception desks, and they are in more than 25,000 workplaces in Australia. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price, and as the largest direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power, and without the overheads of a shop front, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So guys, if you want to take a look at this, the link will be below in the description. But guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the show. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lane's Podcast. On today's episode, a couple teams and players that are early in the preseason that I'm really looking forward to and just a couple storylines that I'm going to talk about just based on the preseason so far and heading into the 2021-2022 NBA season. Guys, I'm looking really, really forward to this. So guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. So the way I'm going to do is I'm going to break it up into teams that I found really, really interesting. That I found positive. A couple of players that I thought that I thought that I had a couple of good starting. Sh- preseason, and that could roll into their regular season, and then just some storylines that, you know, have, have been going on within the NBA, basically a little bit of a wrap-up of the NBA so far, but guys, first team I want to talk about in the preseason, and it's going to be a team that's going to get a lot of, I would say they're going to get a lot of popular, uh, not pop- popularity, but they're going to get a lot of press, and that's Chicago Bulls, and watching their preseason game, uh, I, I was impressed, but what, what, what I was really impressed with was, and uh, there's a, a little, e- in, uh, not interview, sorry, doco docu- series going on on YouTube right now that I watched. I'm not too sure what it's called, running with the ball, something like that off, off top of my head. But one of my good mates, Coach, your hot intern, he's been on this show a lot of times. He, he showed me it. Chrissy, he said, mate, have a look at this. And I watched it. I was really impressed with what they're trying to build in Chicago. And I actually like the acquisitions they made more and more the more I watch it. And obviously that's going to do that because, you know, they're going to make you want to be, you know, a popular team for them but I just actually really like watching what Chicago's building and I think they probably if you ask me now I think they had the best free agency you know didn't sign as heap players but the players they signed I think Lonzo Ball is a great fit next to Zach Levine it's a player that Zach, it's, a, it's a person where Zach Levine will trust him he's a defensive orientated guard too and I think that's really important for Zach Levine because he needs someone that's a good defender who can take a little bit of pressure off him because I'm not saying Zach Levine's a gun defender but I think sometimes he might have had to defend the best player just based on the fact that he is the best player on their team and they they want him to be a defender. So I'll say, go defend the best player. And that's not his role. At the moment, he's a superstar scorer. I think he's a superstar scorer. You know, based on the Olympics, if he was one of the USA teams finishing five and you look at that team of 12, there's a lot of all-stars on that team. There's a lot of good players on that team. And he, he was, you know, kind of putting out someone like a, like Chris Middleton, who I had had previous remarks about, but at the end of the day, he's a champion and I'm not. But, you know, he he, he played more minutes over him. Like, their they're finishing five was KD, of course, himself, Zach Levine, Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, and I'm not too sure off the top of my head, but there's someone I'm obviously forgetting, but like, and then I would say Jason Tatum that they finished with. So he's in that five. So it just shows you how important he is. And then I think that. Lonzo, if he gets that shooting, which he which he has been in previous seasons, and a lot of people actually underestimate how good of a shooter this guy is, that's a massive weapon for them because when, when Zach Levine kicks, I mean, drives into the paint, defense collapses on him, the help's there. He can just bang. He can kick to Lonzo, and he knows he's going to score it. Now, he's a great shooter from the corner, three-point percentage, very, very high, one of the best in the league. And two years ago, you wouldn't say that. And I, I do keep coming back to that, but you just wouldn't say that with Lonzo. His shot was whack. It was broken. Like, to be honest, you know— Probably people in the NBL were better shooters than him, and that's just a fact. But for him to basically re-change his shot, I'm super impressed by him. I just think that a lot of people realize that he might not be this franchise-changing player, but the player he is now, that's probably, if you ask me, he could probably have a chance of being an all-star this year in the East. And it is depending on how good the Chicago Bulls go. If they can get into that top four, maybe they can warrant for a person to be or a player to have two positions in the East, but I just think he could possibly be an All Star, and I actually really, really like that team. Also, you got DeMar DeRozan, who's just a great veteran presence for this team too. I think it's important for Zach Levine to have him because he's he kind of had a career like Zach Levine, a high flying athlete, you know, a really good shooter in the mid range. Zach is a much better shooter in the three point percentage, but very similar style plays players, and I think he can, you know show him the ropes and show him how to be a consistent, you know, star player. And I think DeMar DeRozan is going to have a lot of reinvigoration this season, a lot of revitalized energy. You know, he hasn't played in the playoffs for the past couple of years. And I think that's something at the end of the day he just wants to be at. And I think he saw Chicago where he can still be a key part, but he can also be, you know, a, a person that has a, a distinctive say in their playoff predictions. I mean their playoff seedings, and I think at the end of the day, that's all you want to be as a player. If you can help your team in a positive direction, of course you want to do that. And then I also really like Alex Caruso signing. I think he's such an underrated player. I think he'll finish games for them. I think you can see but most likely, depending on you know matchup. So say for example, if they're going to versus Phoenix Suns. You know, in, in in like if they had to versus Phoenix Suns, sorry, in a playoff matchup, they'd match up pretty well because obviously Vuce. Aiden, they'd cancel each other out, even though I think that Aiden's a much better defender than Vucevic. Vucevic is a very good offensive player. He's got a lot of good touch. Very, very fundamentally sound player. All-star caliber player, right? Then you've got Patrick Williams, J. Crowder. They'd kind of cancel each other out if you ask me. You've got Tamar, McCalbridge I'll still take Tamar right now. Zach Levine, Devin Booker. That's, that could be based on the day who, who has a better series. I would still take Devin Booker right now. And then you've got Chris Paul-Lonzo. Obviously, you take Chris Paul, but that'd be that. That's kind of like a matchup for me, where they're pretty sound on all, all, all five positions. So I think that's a team, and then you have possibly Alex Caruso to start to play instead of Vucevic. If they have to go small, you can put Pat Williams at that five. But I still think that they they've got a really young, exuberant. Team and then they have two or three really key veteran pieces into Martin Vucevic and I'm really impressed on them. I think that their GM and you know I think Billy Donovan's going to get a lot out of them too because I really really like Chicago. The more I watch them and I think that they you know can definitely be that. I think I don't know if they can be top four. I think top four is t- like the four spots attainable. I think that top three of Milwaukee, Miami, and Brooklyn. I think that's pretty set. But I think top four is attainable for them, and I'd really like to see what they can do and if it wouldn't shock me if they come forth and they get that fourth position I do want to see them be a little bit more of bites on the trade market try to go get you know cuz they got off the bench Alex Caruso Kobe White Tony Bradley's going to come off the bench possibly be a center position for them but I still think they maybe need maybe a power forward you know and I think that would be off the top of my head if I'm not if I'm not mistaken they don't really have a power forward off the top of my head that's a backup I will have a look at it but I think that for them it's going to be a nice season if you're a Chicago Bulls fan. I think you actually have a sense of direction and a sense of, shit, we can actually be pretty good this season. You know, like, and it's, and it's something that Chicago hasn't had for a long time and I think all the moves they've made have been the right moves and yet, like, at the moment, they don't really have a backup four so I think that's a position that they can go out and get but at the moment, I actually really like the team. Matt Thomas, too. He can be like a kiddies Duncan Robinson. If you don't know him, he's a very, very good shooter. And I think someone like a Billy Donovan can get a lot out of him. And I just think that, you know, the more I watch them, the more I think they're a definite play playoff lock. And, you know, going back to my previous uh, top top 15 power rankings, sorry, my power rankings, I don't think they were in the fifteen. I think they were 16th, if, if I'm not mistaken, just because I hadn't seen what they're like. But right now... I'm very, very high on them. Another team I want to talk about that I was always super high on, but it just proved to me that how good they're going to be, and that is the Miami Heat. Now, the Miami Heat, the game I watched, they played without Jimmy Butler and they started Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, to me, looks like he will possibly push Duncan Robinson out of that starting lineup. And if he can do that, I think it takes Miami to a whole new level. Because I think if Tyler Hero can be that player that is consistent, you know, I think for me, he had Kyle Kuzma vibes just based on the fact that People underestimate how good a player Kyle Kuzma is. He's actually a decent player. You know, he was a sixth, seventh man on a championship roster team. You know, so he's a good player. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. But I just thought he could. You know, maybe he's he a little bit of height comes gets to his head, and I thought that he just would have put basketball the back better. But no, I I I really like what I saw from Tyler Hero. That floater game is really really clean, and he's a smooth, fluent player too. He's always had that smooth fluency about him, and he's got it back. And I think that you know if they have him. Imagine this closing lineup of Kyle Lowry, Tyler, Jimmy, Bam, PJ Tucker. Like, that is defensively four out of those five defensive dogs, and you have a bit of a liability at the moment in Tyler Hero, but he'll have to work hard on defense to play with those boys. So I think that, you know, the more I watch Miami, I think they're definitely... I think if, if they can get Milwaukee in the second round, I think they can beat Milwaukee, and I do think they can beat Brooklyn. Now... At the moment, it'd be about a 20% chance they can beat Brooklyn just based on the fact that you're just not, not too sure what happens. You know, Brooklyn might not, you know, work out. I highly doubt it because they look pretty kiddies right now. But I actually think Miami might be the dark horse of the East, and I'm going to put that, you know, I'm going to write that. So I'm going to put, you know, that out to existence. And I want you guys to really, if you guys don't think Miami's that good, actually watch what they do. Look at their roster. Their roster is deep stacked, and it's got a little bit of youth, but it's still got that... That veteran presence. Another player that I really like, Gabe Vincent. If you guys don't know who he is, captain of the Nigerian team in the Olympics this past season, he can really play. He can really play. I think he's going to be the backup point guard for them. And it's kind of like a Duncan Robinson story. They kind of brought him through the G League, nurtured him, developed him. And I think Miami have the best development right now in the NBA of players that are undrafted. Because you look at it, Duncan Robinson, Max Strus, Gabe Vincent, I believe all undrafted. And all players that will possibly play in their rotation. So you look at that. You got three players. You know, PJ Tucker. You know, he's undrafted, but they did sign him. You know, but there's four, four or five of their players undrafted in their key rotation. So they're able to. I'm not too sure what the word is. Target target a player. Identi- Identified. They're able to identify talent, even if it's drafted or not. Nurture them, develop them, and make them to an NBA-caliber player. And I think that's so unnoticed in the NBA. Another team that was that is good at it is Golden State. I still think Golden State have produced players like Chris Chris Boucher, you know, Quinn Cook, you know, Damian Lee at the moment. You know, good players that, you know, NBA-caliber players that have key rotational pieces. So I think that it's really, really good to see Miami do that. And I just think that Miami's going to be really, really good. Eastern Conference Finals... Is not a shock for me if they make it because I think a lot of people already got uh, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and so so you could, but so you should. You know, at the moment I still go out, but I wouldn't be shocked if if Miami gets there, and I wouldn't be shocked if if they don't make it. They're going to take either team to a seven game series, Milwaukee or Brooklyn, and I think it can definitely be whoever versus Miami might lose in that conference finals. So I really really like Miami. A couple of players that I'm actually really really positive. I have positive reviews about right now. And I'm going to talk about Josh Giddey for just off off the top of my head, off the bat, because he deserves it. 18 points in preseason. What the what the biggest thing I realized was he, he he's strong enough to play in the NBA, but he's also fast enough to play in the NBA. And I thought those were going to be the two things that he might have struggles with. But he he crossed Killer Ubre up pretty well. I knew his vision was always going to be great. Kiddy's Kitty's vision. He's probably got the best vision out of all draft players did he get drafted this past season? That's a big statement. You can you can believe it or not. I believe that. I believe his vision is second to none. I believe a lot of Australian players have great vision because they play basketball the right way. They're getting taught split kick ash at a young age and they all have to have to use those they all have to use they're passing because they're not just dominant one-on-one players and just go get a bucket. So I do think that Josh Giddy has the best vision in the league, but him crossing up Kelly Oubre and then him getting that board and then getting the air one on Miles Plumlee, two plays for me that just showed to me that he can really be a key player in this team, and he's going to start. He's going to start for OKC, and OKC aren't going to be good. But if you want to be a purist of watching basketball and watching key people develop and grow, watch OKC. Don't watch all of their games. Some of their games, they might get blown out just because they're not good enough. But I think their coach, Mark Dagnall, Dignall, I'm not too sure how he pronounce it, he's doing a good job with that team. And I don't care whatever their win-loss record is, he's doing a good job. He's developing key players. Shea's going to be another player that has a great statistical season, stat season. And I just think that Oklahoma City Thunder, in five years' time, will be a powerhouse in the NBA if they keep going like this. Because I think Josh Giddey's—he's for me, he's a solid blue-chip player. He, for me, has basically, I think, kind of like a Lonzo ball projection. Lot Mello Lonzo. I think he's going to be a good player. Not a solid defender, but a good three-point shooter. Good vision. Can start breaks. I don't think he's, a, he's athletically uh, built like Lonzo, but I still think that he has got... You know, a little bit of athleticism, sneaky athleticism. And I think that he can have a career projection, kind of like Alonzo right now. You know, he gets keeps getting better and better with age. And he's going to be a player that people want to play with. And that's something that's really, really important. I think that sixth position, he do, he, he might not turn into an all-star, but he'll turn into a really, really seasoned NBA player. I think he's got Alonzo Ball, Ricky Rubio vibes. And at the end of the day, these those two players are very, very good players. And I don't care what anybody says. If someone said to me, hey, you, if you you can have a career like Ricky Rubio, or Alonzo Ball, I'd take that straight away because they're players that get paid in this NBA and they're players that have been key parts of their team. And even though Ricky Rubio is getting a bit older, he was a key part in teams. Utah, starting point guard, you know, they get into the second round. I just think that Josh Giddy has a lot of potential. I hope he, be, he can become an all-star player because I think it will just prove how good the NBA – I mean, the NBA Global Academy is, but how good Australian players are. And I just think it's, you know, the next player in waiting, Dyson Daniels, if you don't know who that is, he's going to be a player that's gone to the G League Ignite. Watch him. He'll be another Aussie player getting drafted. Not too sure where he'll go at the moment. I don't really know the projections, but he's going to be another player. And I just think there's going to be more and more players from Australia that are going to make the NBA. But I think Josh Giddy, for me, he he has not he has impressed me from, from the get-go. Another player that has impressed me is Davion Mitchell from the Sacramento Kings, and I'm not going to lie, I don't watch Sacramento, and I'm not probably going to watch a lot of Sacramento before I watched that game. Now, I might watch Sacramento, because I like Tyrese Halliburton a lot, Darren Fox for me, if he played at any other team, he'd most likely be an all-star, Marvin Bagley, if he can get it together, he's a talented player, and then Davion Mitchell is a dead set pest, he is a pest on the floor. No one could score against him. He had one really, really good game, I thought, against Paul George. Even though Paul George gets his points, he gets his gets his money, you know, Davion Mitchell made it hard for him. And there's a reason, you know, he, they call him off-night, and it might be the best nickname, I think, in the NBA right now, off-night, because he's going to put some players, to. he's going to make players really work for their, for their baskets. And I really, really like watching him. I think he's a coach's dream player. He's not very big, but I think, if he was six foot three, six foot four, six foot five, he'd probably be an a all NBA. He might be from the get go an all NBA player, but an all NBA, you know, defensive player of the year, possibly, or all NBA defensive great because he's able to just lock down on defense. And I'm really, really impressed with him. I'm not going to say that I will watch a heap of Sacramento, but I will tune in because I do like the little three guard front they're going to do of De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, and Davion Mitchell. Or not too sure how. Uh, Tory's Halbert will go defensively because he'll probably have to defend bigger, bigger players like a wings. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I just liked Davion Mitchell from the get go. I thought he's had some really, really nice pieces, nice touches, and I just thought that the more I look at Sacramento, the more I actually liking them. And I, 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 I hope they can go alright because at the end of the day, no, no franchise clubs deserves to just get belted every season. Like it's not, it's not fun. You know what I mean. It's not fun to get beaten every season. And those fans deserve much better. So I just think hopefully Sacramento can pull it together. But I'm actually really liking Davion Mitchell right now. Now I'm going to move on to a little bit of the storylines in the NBA. And for me, Kyrie Irving, if he doesn't get vaccinated, does get vaccinated. I think when push comes to shove, it's going to be tough if he keeps losing all that money. You know, I think that's one big thing. And I think if any player doesn't really care, it's Kyrie. But I think... If his players want him to get vaccinated, I think he'll he'll do it. And I just think it might be the best thing. If it, It's obviously the best thing for Brooklyn Nets if he gets the vaccination because the more games they play, the better. But at the end of the day, his decision, pro-choice, up to him what he wants to do. I think he'll probably get vaccinated. People say he's pretty optimistic. I just think he will just based on the fact that if he gets vaccinated, they, they, they're the favorites. If they stay healthy, they will win the championship in my eyes. I don't think anyone can beat him. I just think they're too offensively great. The only There's only three teams in my eyes that could beat them. That is Miami, Milwaukee, and the Lakers at the moment. I still think Golden State can be a smoky to get to the finals, but I don't know if they can beat them. But I just think that, you know, if if Kyrie wants to win a championship without LeBron, I know it's not going to be the same because he's still got KD and James Harden, who, at the end of the day, they're probably the two of the best offensive players in the world ever, if you ask me. I think James Harden, I'm not a massive fan on him because he's, his play style's not me, but as just a one-on-one bucket get-up, I think him, KD, Kyrie. It's funny. I just named three players. They all play on the same team. Probably a LeBron James, Damian Lillard. There's some tough play- Luka Dodgic. They're tough to guard. Steph Curry too. Like there's so many players, but like they're probably three of the most. Oh, no, I think they're the three best players to just go out and get you a bucket at any time, especially James Harden. Like with that, with that left-to-right, that crossover, that. You know, that, that that way he can move his body, he can get his body into your body and, get, and create the contact. He's just a, he's a, he's a purest basketball player at the end of the day. But I think at the end of the day, sorry, got on tangent there, Kyrie Irving, if he gets vaccinated, I do think it's a smart option just based on basketball-wise. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't want to get it, it's his decision. You know, you can't push someone to get a vaccination. You just can't. Uh, next topic I will talk about, Ben Simmons. Now, this guy's doing my head in. More and more, I did see a report from Basketball Forever. They reported that Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, Simmons, Ben Simmons might backflip and come back and play for Philadelphia just based on the fact that he doesn't want to lose all this money. Now, this is funny because at the end of the day, now he's backflipping. So at the end of the day, you want to stay and you wanted to be strong, stay in your values. So I'm not going to play for him. I'm never going to play for him again. Now because you're going to lose all this money, oh no, no, I'll come back and play. Make your decision, mate. Like at the end of the day, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. But don't whinge and cry because you're gonna lose all this money. You know, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like what's happening. I don't like that he can just go out and say I'm not playing and just hold a hold a franchise at hostage. Philadelphia, I don't care what you do, trade him to anywhere you want. Get the best package for you. Go trade trade in the trade into wherever he doesn't want to go. Say his last destination is Oklahoma City. Trade him to OKC if you can. You know, just trading. Get him off your cap. Get him off your books. He's just he, he's he is hurting your club, your franchise, and it's just not good for for anyone. It's no good for any party. Ben Simmons. He doesn't want to be there. Go get traded. But don't act like this. Go to training camp. Do what you have to do. Or make him more attractive to get traded. Because in the, the day, who wants this guy now? Where he's just acting like this. Like I, if I'm a GM of a club. I don't want this. I don't want Ben Simmons on my team right now. I don't care how good he is. I don't want someone that can act like this, who can just flick a switch I don't want to play for you. With Philadelphia, let him do his rehab. Let him play without developing a jump shot. They let him do that. There's not a lot of clubs that will just let people do that. So I'm not a fan of what's happening there. Please, for both parties, for the NBA, get traded. Trade him. He doesn't want to get traded. He wants to come back. So if you want to come back, you're going to have to say sorry to all your fly, all your, all your players, the fans, the club, because what you're doing is wrong. It's just wrong. I'm not a fan of it. I don't care. It's not a clutch thing. It's a him thing. Because you want to act like this, act like it, but don't come back and just act like you want to come back. Now, I don't know the full story. I don't know it. I don't underst- I, I don't because I'm not in Philadelphia. I'm not in Ben Simmons camp. But there's, you don't act like this. Now I will agree on the fact that Doc Rivers, if your coach comes out and says I don't know if I can win Ben Simmons, that is a red flag. That's something that Philadelphia shouldn't do. But he's acting far worse than what Philadelphia have, and I don't give, a, I don't care. You just don't do that. You know it's it's hurting your it's hurting your reputation. It's hurting you as a brand. It's hurting you as your marketability. And At the end of the day, if you're worried about your money, you're not going to get it. You have you're going to have to go back to Philadelphia, man. Like it's just just not a fan of of the way that people can act, and it's just. He's gonna get his way. He's gonna get traded. And I just not, uh, same thing with James Harden. I wasn't a fan of the way James Harden got traded and how how that happened. So for me, you know that Ben Simmons, it just leaves a sour taste in my mouth, and I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan, and it's just annoying. It's just annoying to be an NBA fan. Like imagine if you're a Philadelphia fan, like you'd just be like, just be hating hating what's happening. Like it's just it's just it's just shit. But yeah, I'm gonna go on a couple other NBA news. If you don't get, if you are unvaccinated in NBA as a player, and you go to Toronto and you break COVID protocols, you could possibly go to jail. Like that is that is a big thing for me. Like if I'm unvaccinated, man, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to my room. I'm doing nothing. And because it's a different country, it's not America. It's Canada. Canada don't give a fuck. They don't mess around. Obviously, you could face up to six months prison time or massive, massive penalty fines in monetary value. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Not a fan of that. So. That's a big one for me. And then, obviously, the second biggest one come out today. NBA will not test players' for marijuana. Now, I did see the NFL do that, and that had a very positive reaction. At the end of the day, like, Matt Barnes has come out and said that, you know, most people in the NBA smoke weed. So, like, I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. Like, I, I personally don't really care what anyone does, it's their choice. And at the end of the day, it's legal in America and, like, most states anyway. So, it doesn't really matter. Like it's not a big deal, so I just think, at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, it doesn't really matter if it helps players with, you know, relaxing, or it helps players with, you know, pain pain management. Just I don't know. Yeah, at the end of the day, if it's if it's allowed, you can do it. It's up to you. So I'm not a big I'm not a big worry. I don't really care. That's that's a I think it's a move that it's pro players and it's pro it's pro help. It's like a, obviously NBA is a bit of a players' league. It's pro players league. It's a massive, you know, tick for them because if they came out and banned it, which it is, has been, you know, I just don't think that people really would have cared. But that is, that is, it's, it's, it is a pretty big, you know, monumental move in the NBA. But you know, I, I, I don't really care. It's, it's up for them. But guys, that is this episode for today. Just a quick one just coming in. You know, there will be plenty of NBA podcasts coming on in the future. You know, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Opening night, I cannot wait. It's about 12 days now. we got a cracker and you got you got Brooklyn, Milwaukee, I believe. And then you've got LA and then the Golden State Warriors. I'm looking more forward to LA Golden State Warriors. That's something that's going to be kiddies if you ask me. But guys, that's today's episode. Thank you for listening. You will hear a little bit more right now. But guys, make sure you like, share and subscribe. All the content that is coming your way. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share and subscribe. All the content that's coming your way. Hit us up on Instagram at lanesmedia underscore all under capitalized letters. Thanks for listening, guys. But most importantly, have a great day.